0: Today is Youth Sunday. And reflecting on our last few Sundays, um, as you've been watching from home, the last two messages has really touched my heart. And I think this third um, service will really play on the first two. Um, our pastor went really deep into the, the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit came over, over us and went in us, and and we were all in one accord. And then that next Sunday, Mother's Day, a beautiful day, a day to really celebrate godly woman. The pastor talked about how Mary went and visited Elizabeth and the spirit of Jesus jumped out of Mary into Elizabeth. And when I think about that scripture and I'm really connected to, to Acts I see the importance of picking two godly women to raise two godly sons. That these two events, the day of Pentecost and that day that Mary visited Elizabeth, led to Mark chapter 1 verse 9. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Thinking about the power the impact godly women have in our lives i think about the godly women that have been in lily's life and as she has been saved for 5 years and these godly women have really surrounded her and really given her guidance and counsel into a beautiful ministry of worship where she loves to sing to the lord and she has been saved for five years, and it's just been just a pleasure to be a part of that, to, to be able to, to really work with Lily this last year. And then to think about the godly women that are in Ben's life, that Ben has been saved for six years, and he came from a troubled life, and to see where he is today, serving the Lord with full commitment. That his calling is into the the ministry of missionary work, where he has been working with Camp Grace. And it's just, it's a pleasure to hear those stories, those experiences. And you will hear some of those today. But today, I really want to focus on our youth. And to give them the opportunity to worship the Lord. Let them lead us in worship today. Lily's going to bring the scripture out of Psalms 135. She's going to read the first three verses, one through three. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Psalms 135, verses one through three.
1: Psalms 135, one through three. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Praise the works of God. All you priests on duty in God's temple, serving in the sacred halls of our God, shout hallelujah because God's so good. Sing anthems to his beautiful name.
2: I think we should pray. Dear Lord, we just come before you so humbly and just, we ask you to look over us in this message, Lord, and we ask you to, keep your hand over all of us through this pandemic, Lord. We know that you are here and that you are working through our bodies, Lord. And I just thank you so much for the blessings that you give us, Lord. I pray that you heal those who are sick, Lord. I pray that you lift those up who are down. And most importantly, Lord, I pray that you just touch the lost, Lord, in some way so they know that you are here for them and that they can be and they can have eternal life, Lord. I pray that you Give everyone the strength to move on through this time of uncertainty, Lord. And once again, I thank you for the many blessings that you rest here on each and every day. In your presence. let me pray. Amen. So Psalms 135, verses 123 really reminds me of um, another, uh, another um, book. Um, Matthew 20, 18 through 19. This verse states, We are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. Now, from this verse, I looked at the praising aspect of it before Jesus was crucified. on uh, This is Palm Sunday when he actually was going into Jerusalem. All his people were there praising him, you know, with palm leaves, shouting his name, shouting hallelujah. And they were so overjoyed that he was there. It was like, the king the king of all kings is here. We have to be here to see him. People were rushing to him, trying to touch him, you know. And in those days, um, actually, you know, if you tried to touch someone of of power, you know, you could be killed. You know, this is how highly they thought of Jesus. You know, that really does remind me that, Praising God is very exceptional.
1: And as Mr. Kirkwood said, one of my favorite ways to praise God is through song. I love to sing. That's why Psalms 135, 133 is one of my favorite few verses in the Bible. As ambassadors of God, we were created to praise his name. Isaiah forty three twenty one states, The people whom I, found, who I'm for, whom I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. And it's easy to praise God, you know, when when we're when we're on top of the mountain. But we must understand that the same God in the mountain is the same God in the valley. And take Pollock's, and our world is changing, especially due to COVID nineteen. But our but our God, He has not. He is still the same God, and He is still worthy to be praised. Take Paul and Silas, for example. They were prosecuted and thrown into prison for spreading the gospel, and they still sung hymns and praised him in their chains, and he was the one who brought them out of their chains. Acts sixteen twenty-five through 26 states, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Like Paul and Silas, we as ambassadors of God, as Christians, should be that beacon of hope in the world, the light in the darkness. Every good thing we have, know, and will experience is because of God. My hope is in the Lord, especially when we're going through these very trying times.
2: You know, and when you look at Paul and Silas while wow, they were while they were you know in jail, being prosecuted, you know, by these people, you really start to look at you really start to look at it, why would you why would you want to prevent people from trying to spread the word of God to others so they can have eternal life? It's it's honestly mind-boggling to me how people just try to kill you for believing in something, you know. And they and they believe in what they, they believe in what they believe in. We don't kill them. Why do you know? It's kind of to the point. Why do we have to be killed for believing in God? And when they when they were in jail, and then the, the doors flew open and the chains fell off, they all stayed. They all stayed. And then they sung hymns together. When Paul and Silas were in jail, they touched the hearts and minds of every single one of those people and then I guarantee you they are in heaven right now. Because they praised God so much while they were in jail, they gave those people hope and look where the hope God to heaven. So do you have anything that uh, that that you would like to share, like for praising God, you know? Like since you were, you know, since you like to praise God with music.
1: Well, we, me and my uncle we actually wrote a song based on Psalms one thirty five one through three, and praising the Lord and singing hallelujah to His name because he is, he is wonderful and His love endures forever.
2: I think we'd like to hear that song.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: That was a beautiful song, amazing. So when you when you dive deep into the word and you praise God by you can praise God by reading his word, definitely, because when you read his word you're studying. And when when you study the word, um, what book would you recommend to anybody that is a first time studier of the word?
1: Um well if you're a first time studier of the word, I can only I can only assume that, you know, you're lost and looking for a way into heaven. And I would recommend revelations because you need to have that revelation in life, you know, because you need to know that one day the, he- the gates of heaven are going to open and God is going to, st- to descend and the dead in Christ will rise. And you need to know that you would be one of the people that are going to rise and go to heaven with the Lord. And that- that's just what I would recommend, to, you know to someone who was lost.
2: So, for me, I would definitely recommend um, John for definitely first-time studies. It's really easy to understand. You can comprehend it really well. Um, And when when you're definitely studying the Word, you know, you don't have to study in any particular way. You know, you just read. After all, you know, it is a book, but it is the greatest book of all time. It is... It, is, it has every single answer that you need to life right there. It's probably your best teacher. It, matter of fact, it's not probably. It is the best teacher. And when you when you really go deep into the Word, you really understand what God what God does for you and why He does it. Because we are His children, and He wants all of His children to be happy and to live with Him. So we as Christians. And as anybody, should give back every single time we have a chance. And when you have that chance, make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Make the most of it. Because you never know when your last days will be.
1: So we talked about my favorite way to praise God. What's your favorite way to praise God?
2: So I do a lot of missionary work uh, with camps, uh, particularly one down here in uh, Camp Grace. Um, with with that work, uh, I do the upkeep of the camp. You know, kind of like washing dishes, cutting grass, cleanup stuff. And people uh, people always tell me, "Oh, well, why do you need to do that? That's not helping people, you know, get to heaven." Blah blah blah. Well, I see it as this: if we don't upkeep the camp, the counselors can't do their job, and then kids don't get uh, led to Christ. So by us washing ditches, cutting the grass, they have a burden off of their shoulders, Mm -hmm. definitely. So then they don't have to worry about doing all that. They can worry about the kids and help them get led to Christ, which is why I like being the foundation of something. Because when you're foundation, you're the strength. Mm -hmm. And when you're the strength of something, you get to hold it there in place while it works. That's why. That's my favorite way. And when... When you're singing, what do you what do you really think about?
1: Um, I know this is going to sound odd, but when I'm singing, it's almost like my mind goes. Completely blank, and that goes against every singing lesson I've ever had in my entire life because you know you're supposed to sing and you're supposed to sit on the note, you know, you're supposed to think about what's next, what do you say next, what note are you supposed to be on next. But especially if I'm lost in the music, and especially if it if I'm really singing to God, my mind just completely goes blank, and I'm just I can feel the presence of the Lord.
2: So, would you really uh, have you, as a matter of fact, have you ever? Have you ever led somebody to Christ with your music?
1: Um, I would like to think that I've helped somebody be led to Christ with my music, but no one has ever come up to me or notified me that that had happened. But if, if they would, you know, that, that would be amazing. Have you ever led anybody to Christ with your ministry?
2: I actually have. Um, even though we don't get to spend as much time as the kids because we're doing so much stuff already, um, Usually on Thursday we get to sit at um, we get to sit at the nighttime service um, after the bonfire and everything. So when we sit at the nighttime service, um, the uh, the speaker there um, definitely he uh, he goes he goes deep into the word. You know, you know, he, trust me he does he does dive deep into the word throughout the other um, other days. But Thursday is kind of like okay, this is where we get down to business. This is where we really want the kids to be touched. So he really talks about why God is here and a lot of kids get led to Christ that night, which is amazing. So I met this one guy there and uh, he you know he he was lost. So he came to camp wanting, you know, to be saved. So on that night he felt he he, he came and told me he really felt like that the pastor was talking directly to him. Because of what has happened in his life. So you know, I sat down. I talked with him. He told me he was ready himself. So we prayed and I led him to Christ. It, I, was so, I was so overjoyed. I started crying. Like, mm-hmm. It's the fact that you have the ability. To lead someone. To the most. Holiness. Of places. And to the most holiness. Of people. Mm-hmm. And righteousness. Or righteous of people. And when you do that, it it really does fill your soul with praise. And you can't think of nothing then but just to thank God for what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever experienced anyone that maybe, uh, that, that possibly was saved and then their lives got changed and then, you know, they had to rededicate their lives?
1: Um personally, no. I know of other people in the church that, that has happened to them. And I just, I can't imagine that happening to me. I know that might sound insensitive in some ways, but, um, in your walk with God, you need, you need to be present and you need to pay attention to all the signs that he may or may not be giving you. And you need to, you need to talk to him because that that is, that's your relationship with God. And your relationship with God is one of the most important things, you know, as an ambassador of him, as a Christian. And we need to keep that intact.
2: And definitely when you, when we're ambassadors of God and we're definitely praising him, praying, mm-hmm. whatever we're doing to talk with him, keep in mind there's not, there's not a certain way to pray it. There's not a certain way to definitely read the Bible or anything, you know. It's it's just it's just yourself and God at that point because you know you, you really want to talk with God in a one on one conversation. Really, if you're lost, you know you want to be like oh you want to be so excited because it's let's say it's a person you've never met, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make the most of that conversation in order to get them to like you. But here's the thing: God already does love us, so there's no point in having to get Him to like you. It's just I use that. To make it seem like it's a one-on-one conversation with someone. Because God is definitely someone. And he is in your life working. Whether you think it or not. So make the most of every single conversation. As I said before. And when, you, when you're praying. And you're praising God. What is one thing that you feel going through you?
1: Definitely just the spirit of God. You know he he's never he speaks to me you know and I i don't know if a lot of other people have experienced that but i have personally heard the booming voice of god and you know there is a song sometimes the lord whispers and sometimes he does but sometimes he is loud and present and wants you to hear him and you know definitely when i'm praying i just i just feel the spirit of god
2: um as you said about The the whispers and, you know, his voice being booming. You know, a lot of people um, really say that, oh, you can't, you can't hear God. Mm -hmm. Because, and then they always tell me, oh, you can't believe in something you can't see." see. I mean, Bible says no man will see God's face. You know, while we're on this earth, we won't see God's face. We can't. So. You know people believe in stuff, and you know they still don't see it. I don't see why they make an argument like that because and uh and still, and still, you wanna talk with people like that, you wanna to talk to them, and you wanna make sure that you don't overstep any boundaries, so when you're talking to someone who is lost and doesn't doesn't believe the way you do, just ease into a conversation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know when you ease into that conversation, it makes it easier for them to understand where you're coming from and understand where they're coming from because it's two different sides. And two different sides aren't aren't going to, you know, mm-hmm. believe in the same thing. And when you're lost and you're in the Word with God, you know, God will lead you to the right Scripture. You know, for some people, you may turn to it immediately and put your finger right on it and read it right then and there. Some people, it may take a week, a day, two hours to find. But, you know, eventually you will find something in the Bible that will tell you that God is there for you. Or he may just speak to you. Like you said, he will speak to you. And it's personally happened to me as well. He's whispered to me. Um, you know, praising God really simply means just be overjoyed with what you do and how you say your words. Because when you, because when you praise God, you know, he, He's there and He, he hears you. Mm-hmm. He is filled with excitement just as you are because you are doing the Lord's work.
0: Thank you, Ben. That was beautiful. Um, Thinking about the preparation. Because, you know, God is always preparing us. Either through song, through praise, through the reading of the Bible. Lily, you were saved five years ago. And thinking about your walk with Jesus. How did he prepare you to be sitting in that chair today?
1: Well, um... I think the Lord has prepared me by, you know, giving me the gift of understanding his word. Because I know of a lot of people that don't. And if I, I couldn't be sitting here talking about the scripture if I didn't understand it. And so that that's one of the things that God has prepared me for. And um, before I I was saved, I was not a very great singer. and I've, But I've always loved music. But I just wasn't as... Um, capable or as gifted as i am now and i think that is definitely because of god and of me getting saved and preparing me for these moments and this moment right here
0: thank you lily ben six years ago you gave your life to the lord and you have walked with him for six years and you come from a troubled life how has the lord prepared you to sit in this chair today to minister to all those that are watching for me, for
2: me, it's definitely personal courage. Um, you know, if you don't have unity within your mind and with your body, you can't go out and do things correctly because everything needs to work as one, right? So if you don't have that unity within yourself, you're not going to be unified while talking to somebody. And then that can lead to other things and saying something wrong. And then everything goes bad. So for me, he really showed me that personal courage throughout life is what you need or is what I need for me. And that's how I minister.
0: Thank you, Ben. Um, as, as we are closing up, um, we're going to have Maddie sing a beautiful song for us to, to really um, close us out today. But we have so many lost in the world that we live in. And... There's so many people that just don't know Jesus. Lily, how would you talk to someone that's lost? What could you say to them if you were given that chance? That someone came to you, that you could see that the Lord is just, just touching them, that's tugging at their soul, and they just need that one little push, that guidance, your hand to lead them to that altar so they could give their life to the Lord. What would you say to that person?
1: I would definitely tell them about how Jesus came from the most beautiful and wonderful and joyful place to this sin-cursed world and came to die and be crucified and beat for you for your life. And Jesus has brought me out of a lot of dark places. Especially um a year ago my mother she was pregnant and she was in the hospital at Chapel Hill for Months And it was a very, very hard time on me and my family. But the only thing that I knew I could do was just pray and call on God's name and ask him to help. And now, a year later, they are both happy and healthy. And the only one that I can credit that to is God.
0: Wow. That, that is touching. Ben, I would like you to close this out in prayer. But I want you to, to give a special prayer. A prayer that someone that is lost that is about to give their life to Jesus Christ, can you help them and lead them in that prayer? Yes.
2: As our heads are bowed, and if you're listening, if you're lost, then you have you have that you have that need, you have that want to you have that want to have God in your life and that you need him there and that you just don't have that that strength to go on anymore just please pray with me Lord I admit that I am a sinner and that what I have done is wrong and that I know my consequences for my actions Lord and that I know that I will be punished by going to hell Lord and I know that in doing this, that that you rose from the dead, Lord. That I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day. I believe you were crucified on the cross, and that I believe you came down to this sin-cursed world, and that you were beaten, and you shed you shedded your blood for us, Lord. And went, Lord, I confess my sins to you. I confess I confess all that I have done wrong, and all that I, will I ever do wrong to you, Lord. In your precious let me pray.
0: Amen. Amen. That was, that was touching. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for that prayer. And, and really, I want to sum up this, this Youth Sunday with some scripture out of Matthew 28, verse 18. And I, I think as we work with our youth, that that great commission, that making of disciples... And as you can see the evidence today, that discipleship comes in many, many shapes. It could be in the shape of music, singing that beautiful song that just touches your heart, that reminds you of Jesus, that allows you to focus on our Lord and Savior. Or that discipleship of being a servant, washing the dishes and cutting the grass so that others don't have that burden and they're able to talk with the youth. And eventually even someone that, that's the least will rise. And one day I see Ben being one of those counselors. And someone else washing those dishes. And cutting that grass. So that he can minister to those that are lost. So when we look at the scripture. It says. And Jesus came and spoke to them. Saying all authority has been given to me.